I want to tell you about another time where I found myself asking the question, who is this? It was a day when I found myself, it's a little bit early, can you back that up, thanks, thank you. Uh, I found myself playing touch footy with a legend, right? So I was staying at a caravan park on the south coast and we organised a touch footy game with all the people staying in the caravan park. And as far as I knew, it was just a bunch of regular people playing touch footy, except it wasn't. There was one guy, unfortunately, on the other team who was the total boss when it came to playing touch footy. He was faster than everyone else. He could step better than everyone else. He had all the skills better than everyone else. And we were going, who is this guy? He just keeps scoring tries. And as you might have seen just a moment ago, it wasn't just anybody. He played for the NRL, for the Dragons. We can forgive him for that. Any Dragons fans here? No? Oh, okay. We can forgive you for that. Just one. <laughs> but, you know, not, just did he, not only did he play in the NRL, he later went on to play State of Origin. Got the next slide there. Yeah, Matt Cooper, his name is. But none of us knew this at the time. And so we were going, who is this guy? He's the total boss on the touch footy field. Now, that was on the footy field, and that's one thing. But what happened in the boat with Jesus on the sea that we just read about, his friends were asking that same question, but at a whole other level. They were saying, who is this guy? And what we're going to see is that the answer to that question is that Jesus is the boss, not just on the footy field, but Jesus is the boss of everything and everyone, including you and me. So the first thing that we're going to see is that Jesus is the boss of nature. That's what we're going to see in this moment on the sea. So you heard what happened. One day, Jesus and his friends decided to get into a boat and go out onto the sea. Now, this was something that they did fairly often because a lot of them were fishermen, professional fishermen. But on this particular day, they found themselves in a very scary and dangerous situation. Now, fishermen, you'd expect, professional fishermen, right, are used to being in boats on the sea. But even fishermen know that no matter how much experience you have, the ocean can be a scary and dangerous place, right? Sometimes no matter how much experience you've got, the ocean is just going to be the ocean and there is nothing you can do about it and it is dangerous. And that's what happened on this day. So did you hear what happened? They were in the boat on the sea and all of a sudden a furious storm came up, the wind got stronger and the waves got bigger and the waves, it said, were crashing into the boat. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty sure that's not where the waves are meant to be, right? They're not meant to be in the boat. And the boat started sinking and Jesus' friends were terrified. The ocean can be a very scary and dangerous place. Now, kids, I wonder if someone can put their hand up and tell me where was Jesus when this was happening? Yeah, can you tell me real loud voice? That's right. He was at the back of the boat sleeping. He was asleep during this storm. And Jesus' friend said to him, Jesus, wake up. What are you doing? Don't you care? We're going to drown. And did you hear what Jesus did in that moment? He stood up and he spoke, not to his friends, he spoke to the wind and to the waves and he said quiet be still and the amazing thing was 
that's exactly what happened. The wind calmed down instantly and the waves stopped instantly and it was completely calm. And so Jesus' friends said exactly what I said on the touch footy field that day. Who is this guy? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now there are some situations, aren't there, where it is normal for someone to obey someone else. Sometimes children obey their parents, right, children? Yeah? Right, parents? Sometimes? Sometimes students obey their teachers. Sometimes employees obey their bosses. Sometimes my dog obeys me, although not as often as I would like, especially when he's eating the dinner off the kitchen bench. You know who never obeys anyone? The ocean. The ocean never obeys anyone. Believe me, I have tried it. Sometimes I like to go surfing, and sometimes the waves are not how I would like them to be. Sometimes I want them to be bigger and perfect barrels, and I say, come on, waves, get bigger. And you know what happens? Nothing. And sometimes it's the opposite, and I want the waves to get smaller because they're big and scary, and I say, come on, waves, get smaller. And you know what happens? Nothing. That's right. No matter how hard I try, no matter what I say, the waves do not listen to me. And I tell you, give it a try. Next time you're at the beach, stand on the edge of the sea and speak to the waves and command the waves to be calm and be still. And maybe it will remind you of what Jesus did this day and just how crazy it is to even think that you can command the waves to do what you tell them because they won't. And you'll probably end up looking pretty silly. But when Jesus did it, did he end up looking silly? No, he didn't. He didn't look silly and they didn't drown. Instead, the wind and the waves obeyed him because Jesus is the boss of nature. And that's what made Jesus' friends say that day, who is this guy? Because even the wind and the waves obey him. And you know, it wasn't until later on that Jesus' friends discovered that he wasn't just the boss of nature, but he was even the boss of life and death. And he showed that by dying and rising to life again. And you've just heard in our memory verse that the kids have been learning at track this week, they've heard about that. There was a line in the memory verse, can we get that back up there, Alan, the memory verse? God raised him from the dead. Jesus died but he didn't stay dead. He rose again as the boss of life and death. Death has no power over him. Jesus has power over death. You know, the ocean is pretty big and powerful, but there is nothing that is bigger and more powerful in this world than life and death. Nothing. But Jesus is more powerful than life and death. There is nothing, there is, it doesn't matter how strong you are, how healthy you are, how smart you are, how, how clever, how rich, how popular you are, no one can beat death except Jesus did because he's the boss of life and death. And because Jesus is the boss of life and death, that means that he is the boss of everything and everyone forever. You know, most bosses are just the boss of some people some of the time. Right? If you've got a job with a boss, if you leave that job, that person is not your boss anymore. Or if you're at school, 
you should do what your teacher tells you. But if you're not at school anymore, if you're like 30 years old and you finish school, then your third grade teacher is not really your boss anymore, right? Yeah, my third grade teacher's name was Mrs. Matthews. Now, wouldn't it be funny if I bumped into Mrs. Matthews at the shop and she said, show me your spelling homework. That would be kind of weird, wouldn't it? And a little bit embarrassing for me because I think my spelling probably hasn't improved since third grade, but we won't worry about that right now. Most of the time, bosses are only boss of some people, some of the time, but not Jesus. Jesus is the boss of life and death and everything, and that means he is the boss of everyone forever. Not just some people, not just some of the time, but everyone and forever. And what that means is that he is the boss of you and me. Jesus is the boss of you and me. And again, that's what our memory verse says that the kids have been learning this week. It says, can we get the memory verse up again, Alan? Jesus is Lord, the second line. That's what that means. Jesus is the boss. He is the Lord. He is the boss of everything and everyone, including you and me. Now, I started by saying that I wanted to talk about something really important, and this is it. And kids, that this isn't just for the adults and adults, this isn't just for the kids, it's for all of us. And you know, the memory verse also tells us what we need to do. We need to say that Jesus is Lord. We need to honestly say that Jesus is Lord and not pretend that he is not. So let me ask the question that God is asking each one of us. And that is... Are you still trying to pretend that you are the boss of your life? Or will you honestly say that Jesus is the boss, that Jesus is the Lord of your life forever? And if he is, then Jesus will save you. Not just from a storm on the sea like he did for his friends that day in the boat, but even from death. Jesus gave his life so that he could give us life Life that lasts forever and that is always good. That's what we believe here at Richmond Anglican and we believe that it is good news. Now, if you were in a boat on the sea in a dangerous situation and you had a life vest in the boat, that life vest is only any good for you if you put it on because you trust that it can save you. And it's the same with Jesus. He cares about us and he can save us even from death. But you know what he wants from us? He wants us to trust him. He wants us to trust him with our whole life. And that means that we can trust him with the things that worry us, like the rising floods or sickness or anything else in our life. And that means that we trust him with the things that he says we should and shouldn't do, that we we trust that what Jesus says is right. And most importantly, it means that we trust that he gave his life so that we can be forgiven and accepted by God. Believing that Jesus is the boss, the Lord, means that we trust him with our life forever. And this week at Track, we've been teaching the kids about joining Jesus' team. And that's what that means. It means believing that he is the boss, that he is the Lord, so that we trust him with our life. And sometimes people decide to take that step when we're little kids. And sometimes people decide to do that when 
we're not so little when we're adults. But whether we're big or little, that is what God wants for all of us. And here at Richmond Anglican, that's what we want for ourselves. And we want to invite as many people as possible to do that as well. And that's why we run track, even during the floods. So I'm going to pray that God will help each one of us to know and to trust that Jesus is the boss, that Jesus is the Lord. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we do ask that you will help us to believe and to honestly say that Jesus is the Lord, that he is the boss of our lives, and not try to pretend that we are in control, that we are, in, we are the boss. This last week has surely shown us that we are not in control of our lives, but Jesus is, Father. And so whatever is happening in our lives, Father, please help us to trust in Jesus, that he died, that he gave his life for us so that we can be forgiven and accepted by you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.